They're next-generation journalists, taking you beyond what you see on TV. Recording. Oh, oh we started. Yes, we're on. <laughs> and, you know, we have this festive music in the background. This it's is really... our first one that's, like, on the scene of something. Usually we're in the conference room or... Or my, also, I don't know, my living room. Just someplace Yes, quiet. Julian's house. Yeah, Julian's house, but never just out on the streets. In yes. the Highlands. In the Highlands. So everyone, welcome to Beyond, Beyond TV. TV. Highlands edition. <laughs> <laughs> yes, which is appropriate. Yes, very fitting. This is Jobina Fordson, Wave 3 News reporter, and I'm here with my amazing co-host. Oh, thank you. Casey Cunningham here, and I'm also a reporter, multimedia journalist at Wave 3 News, and we are sitting outside. It's such a beautiful day outside of Heine Brothers. If you'd like to sponsor us, Heine Brothers, give us a call. <laughs> we're free. We're available. And we're joined by our friend slash co-worker slash awesome multimedia journalist, Andrina Scentliver, our guest for the day. You're yes. too sweet. <laughs> and Andrina's one of the newer reporters. I would say newer, but not anymore, but kind of, I don't know. I'm like this, oh yeah, I'm the second newest. I'm the newest MMJ though. Okay. That's, that's a good way to say the length of time that I've been here. So I've been here since December. So I think that's like nine months now. Wow. Oh, so that's not too new, but still newer. Yeah, yeah. yeah. There's still, yeah, I'm, it, but it's weird when you are the last one hired because even if you've been here, like, no matter how much time you've been here, I think, like, still having that title is, like, one of the newer ones. Yeah, yeah you need people to, like, fall in line and yeah. fall behind you, and then you feel yeah. like you have a little bit of seniority or, like, right. Yeah. Totally so get it. Now. We're so excited you're joining us. We have so much to ask you and people who um, want to know all about you. So that's what we're going to get to today. I'm so excited to be here. <laughs> you guys have been doing this for some time. And I kept like telling Casey, because I see Casey more since you work nightside. Um, oh. I'm just like, <laughs> Casey, I would love to do this. It just seems so therapeutic to like sit down it is. and that's talk why we about. do it. Yes. Mm -hmm. And it's not TV, so you know you don't have to be so fully on. on your game. I know. I yeah. was thinking about going home and like changing into my running clothes and like washing off my makeup and stuff. I didn't have enough time, but I could have done you it. Could have. No one yeah. sees us. No one knows yeah. what we're doing. Well, before we get into all the juicy <laughs> yes. stuff, let's talk about fast facts. This is our, our speed round of questions that we ask oh, you to okay, get to know cool. you. Okay. <laughs> who is or who was, I should say, your first love? Oh my gosh, this is so funny, because my first love, first crush, was Enrique Iglesias when I was like six <laughs> years old. Oh my old. gosh, so that answers our celebrity <laughs> qu crush question yeah. too. Um, because I remember like my mom would watch soap operas and he had like a song on one of the soap operas and um, I loved the song. I've always really been into music, and my mom was all about like, yeah, let's go to Best Buy. We can, we, we'll pick up the CD if you want it. The and CDs, oh remember my CDs? Gosh, CDs, yeah. the albums, so R.I.P. <laughs> so I picked up like the album. I think this was in like 1994, 1996 oh, or something, gosh. and I just fell in love with them. That moment. Yeah, and I still listen to that same album today. Which album is it? I don't know the name of it, but it's a Spanish one. Is it so like a Live in La Vida Loco one? <laughs> That's or? Ricky Martin. Oh, shoot. <laughs> like, Darn it. I can be a hero. Oh, hero. It's way before that, too. Well, a few years before that. Okay. But, yeah. There was like a kind of more recent um, Enrique Iglesias song that I liked, and I, I downloaded it, yeah. and I listened to it a million times. I can't remember what it's called, but it was so good. I feel like his music has changed a lot, and like 
uh, now the, his radio music, I don't like it as much. And this like first album that I listened to still to this day that came out in like 95 or 96 or whatever, it's a lot different than what you hear on the radio. We're going to have to talk about that because I think it's funny when Spanish music gets really popular in the U.S. because we don't know what we're singing. Like Despacito is the number one song in America right <laughs> number now. Number one song. Yes. And I was talking to someone who um, was like, no one knows the, what any of that means. And it's not really appropriate. But there's kids walking around going like, Despacito. <laughs> Wait, I'm not even lying. There's a slowed down version on YouTube to like help you learn the Spanish lyrics. And I must have listened to it like a thousand times just to see if I could like master at least a chorus. I couldn't. It's not going well. But anyway, our next question. Do you have a more like current celebrity crush? Um, that's, that's, oh my gosh. I thought, I was thinking of this the other day and I couldn't think of anyone. Oh, actually, here we go. I watch Game of Thrones and I am really attracted to Kit Harrington. I think is his name. He's the guy who plays Jon Snow in Game of Thrones. Oh, mm. yeah. okay. Okay, He's Kit, really if you're listening, but she's <laughs> taken. We'll get to that later. That's amazing. <laughs> okay, your death row meal. If there was one last thing you could pick oh, to wow. eat. Um, I like food, so this is a really hard question. Um, and it can be anything, like a mom's homemade meal or a favorite fast food. Okay, if yeah, if I'm gonna die, it'll probably have to be <laughs> my mom's food because I just think she cooks so good, and especially now, like not living at home for many years now, it's so nice to just eat food that she's made. I don't even have like anything specific; just she has to make it. Okay, we can take that. Okay. Yeah. Do you have like a top dish? Like when you come home, like. I know when I came home from college, my mom would be like, what do you want? And I'd have a whole menu planned out. Oh, ready to go. Ribs. Do you have those top? Yeah, exactly. I would always be my mom, I always would want her to make ribs, and she makes good stromboli. Yeah. Do you have, like, a favorite? Um, that's, my mom is, like, she's a very good cook, so she can cook, like, a wide variety of things. So I don't know if I would, it just would depend what mood I'm in. So, yeah. like, she'll cook, she is from El Salvador, so she'll cook food from El Salvador that's really good. So sometimes I'll ask for that. She grew up in New Orleans, so like sometimes ooh, I'll ask for like ooh, Cajun food if she oh, makes gumbo. Yum. But then she's also really into health these days, so she'll cook like really good like vegetables and fish, and I really like fish, so it ooh. just depends what mood I'm in. So Anything by mom? Yeah, anything by mom would be it's my It's a scent lover. Okay. Yes, exactly. Good to know. <laughs> Do you have um, a character flaw or something about yourself that you'd want to change? Oh, yeah. Sometimes I think I'm very selfish. And what? Oh, I am too. Yeah. That's yeah. okay. Sometimes you have to be selfish. <laughs> I feel that way. <laughs> like, and I think, yeah, as like reporters, a little bit. Yeah, I think like, I would never use that word to describe either of you. And I feel like I've known you, I know you guys pretty well at this point. That is so, I mean, maybe you think that, but I don't see it. <laughs> well, I'm glad I don't like exude selfishness. Yes, exude selfishness. <laughs> yes. But, um, like that girl. Mm. <laughs> She's never sharing her Sour Patch Kids. <laughs> um, no, I, I just sometimes I fear, like, um, you know, decisions that I've made to, like, be in this career are pretty selfish. Like, I've had oh. to, like, leave my family. Oh, and, I feel that way, too. You know, I, and, I mean, that's just the way. I am very, like, goal-oriented. So maybe sometimes I don't see how I'm affecting other people mm -hmm. around me. And I'm just like, well, that's just what I need to do. So I'm going to do whatever it takes to get that to happen. Well, I think that's kind of cool in a way. That's like a girl boss vibes. It's yeah. like, you know what you want to do, so you go after it and make it happen. Mm -hmm. And just don't take no for an answer. But you have kind of an interesting path about how you got into the business. So we're hoping you could kind of back us up and talk about how you got to where you are now. Yes. Um, yeah, very non-traditional path. 
of how I became a And did you always want to be a reporter? I did. Like, when I was in high school, I had shadowed um, one of our local news reporters in Detroit because I was like, I want to be a news reporter. Um, I even wrote my college essay saying how I wanted to be a news reporter. And um, But when I got to college, I started studying communications. I went to Michigan, and they didn't have a broadcasting school uh, or a broadcasting major. And so I was just doing communications, which was a lot of, like, the history of broadcasting, a lot of, like, studying how to collect data if you're going to do research for communication-based organizations. Oh, that's interesting. And so I didn't like it because I'm like, this is not what I want to do. Right. Um, and so I just wanted something that was challenging and that – because. To be honest, like I wouldn't go to class sometimes because I was like, this is like so boring to me and I don't feel like I'm going to use it. So I just needed something to like keep me focused and really challenge me. And a lot of people were like, Michigan is uh, has like a very prestigious business school. And like if you get into that, like you're it's going to be really hard and it's going to be challenging. And that sounds like something you want. So um, that was my goal. I was like, OK, well, let's see if I can get in. And so I had to work an because usually you apply your freshman year, but I applied right. my sophomore year because of I got to school and I was late on everything. So I worked that year to like try to like take like the prereqs like econ and calculus and stuff like that, um, just hoping I'd get in. And then I did. So then I studied business for the rest of my college career. Graduated with a BBA, and at this point, broadcasting's no longer on my radar because I've been studying business. And so it's and then like in business school, I was like, okay, well now you need to get an internship in like whatever field you want to do. And I was never one to be like, oh, I want to do finance or accounting. I, I was like, I think I want to do marketing. Yeah. Um, so I did some internships. Oh, I did an internship at the Discovery Channel. So I'm still kind of in this TV mode. Okay. Like, yeah, yeah because so cool. every television station has a business side, yeah. no matter what level yes. you're at, local, yeah. national, whatever. Yeah. So I shadowed in the sales department at Discovery Channel. And I would always see, like, the people in the marketing department picking, like, they were, like, surfing on YouTube for different people to, like, inspire these new shows that would go on TLC or Discovery Channel or whatever. Oh, wow. And I always liked what they were doing, but I didn't, I, like, I did not like the sales side. I couldn't do it. But I still, I was going to graduate with a business degree, so. But after that, I was like, well, I don't think I want to work in television business because I didn't like my internship. So I ended up uh, getting a job. So then, like, that was the, my junior year, and then my last year of college came around, and uh, some recruiters from Bloomingdale showed up at my business school, and they're like, this is more marketing-oriented, what you're going to be doing, and you're going to be, like, going around. If you become, if you get into our buying program, you're going to be uh, going to different showrooms and seeing different, you make different purchases. Now, that purchases. sounds pretty fun. Sounds showrooms so with Bloomingdale's. Cool. Yes. yes, it does sound very fun. Very <laughs> sex in the city, like yes. Carrie Bradshaw, you know. Having all the fly outfits, and did you get discounts? too? Yes, I did. And so, oh, yeah, it sounds like gosh. so much fun, and that's why I was so attracted to it, because I'm like, oh, cool, like, I don't have to sit at a desk. We're going to be walking around all the time, talking to people, and that's what I really like to do, is just, like, go around, not be stuck in an office, and talk to people. Right. Um, but when you start actually doing the job, it's not really like that. You, what was it like? Yeah. Yeah, it's a lot of... Um, at least as an assistant buyer, so you're at the bottom of the barrel. You're just like tracking sales, you're organizing what's going on in different stores, shipments are coming in and you're making sure that like the stores across the country have X amount of uh, product. And then you will go to showrooms once or twice a year. Um, but. I didn't like the majority of your time you're sitting at a desk putting numbers into an Excel spreadsheet. Uh, so I was like, this is not for me. Yeah. And so, the, so I don't even know how to do a single equation on Excel. <laughs> Excel is so I, hard. Yeah. I used to be really good at it because that's what I was doing all the time. Um, but I was living in New York City and I remember like 
I went home crying one day. I went back to Michigan, and I was just like, my dad's like, why are you crying? I was like, because I don't like my job. I'm not happy. And then he's like, well, what about, like, you always wanting to be a reporter? Whatever happened to that? And I was like, you're right. I don't know what happened to that. And he's like, well, you're in New York City, one of, like, that's, like, the biggest yeah. broadcasting city in the world. Like, why don't you figure out what you can do, meet people and talk to people and see if they'll give you any advice. So that's exactly what I did. And don't you love dads? Like, uh, yes, they, they, always, yes, yes. Yes. they always go back to the beginning. Yeah. Kind of yeah. give you that extra nudge. Dads, that like, tap have. in. They know what you, yeah. you know, is in your heart and then give you, like, the right words to get there. Yeah. Definitely. Shout out to the dads shout out, out there. Shout out to the dads. Yeah, shout out to the dads. <laughs> Mr. Scent Liver. <laughs> <laughs> now we got a shout out for both the parents. Yeah, my parents have to listen to this. They're going to start crying. <laughs> Um, but yeah, no, that's so true. And I love my dad so much for that. Cause like whatever I tell him, he always holds me accountable to also. Yeah. So like, even when he told me that I kind of like didn't listen too much. And then like two months later, he's like, well, are you still talking to people? What are you doing? And I was like, oh, okay. Yeah. I'm going to a conference this weekend. Don't worry. Yeah. Um, <laughs> and so once I started talking to people, everybody was telling me the same thing. And you guys will probably, you've probably heard this advice millions of times. Like, what do you want to do? Do you want to be behind the scenes or do you want to be in front of the camera? And so I was kind of at that point, I was like, well, I don't know. I just want to work in television. And then they're like, no, you need to make a decision. So I was like, I want to be in front of the camera. I want to be a news reporter. That's what I want to do. And they're like, all right, if that's your goal, you're not going to do that here. You have to yeah. go to like middle America, small town, learn how to shoot and edit video because that's the way the industry is going. You're right. not going to have a photographer. You're going to be doing this all by yourself. So I was like, all right. So I made a plan to figure out how to do all that stuff. Decided to move back home um, to go to a, like a trade school to learn how to shoot and edit video. Wow. Yeah. That's really interesting. I had no idea. The story of how I ended up No, it's so show. good because so many people, like, that's the that's first thing. That's what everyone thing. wants yeah. to know. Yeah. Exactly. And I don't think, and I think people get discouraged because a lot of people are like, oh my gosh, no, you've had to, you would have had to get a journalism degree and study it in college. And like, to, and that's everyone we've interviewed so far has had a traditional path. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Or yeah. like a stop in radio or something like that. Yeah, still yeah. in media, but you don't have to start here to end up here. And yeah. really, it's yeah. never too late because you'd been out of school for a couple of years before yeah. you got this going. Yeah, yeah. It was probably by the time I got everything going, it was two years after I had graduated. Right. So yeah. it's never too late. Yes. So, what trade school is this? And like, what did they, what did you learn? Um, it's Specs Howard School of Broadcasting Art. It's in the metro Detroit area. Um, they're a pretty big deal out like in the Detroit area. So a lot of like the local DJs have gone like started there and stuff like that. Um, and so by the time I started that, I was like, yeah, I was 23. I was two years out of college. And that is a little discouraging because you, you always feel like, oh, I'm not like behind the eight yeah, ball. I'm yeah. Behind, yeah, exactly. But um, they taught us about like you had to learn like different platforms so we started with radio and it was really frustrating because I knew I didn't want to do radio like I knew I wanted to get on television I wanted to shoot and edit video so finally towards the end of the program they shot they had us shooting on similar cameras that we use at work um, we were editing in it wasn't Edius I forget which which uh, editing software it was but it was a different one um, and through that I ended up getting an internship because I think like school wasn't even enough at that point. Yeah. Like you need an internship. Right. So, um, and you got to get the reel together. Yeah, and exactly. Where yeah. did you intern? At a station in Lansing, Michigan. Oh, wow. Yeah. So it was a public access or it's a government access station. Yeah. That was really cool because, but that was, that helped me being two years out of college because going into internships, I was thinking, I don't want an internship where I just shadow. I want an internship where, you where, can I, do something. where I'm yeah. doing something. And yeah. at this government station, the interns were the reporters. 
Wow. So, like, it was, like, they had a show maybe, like, every night they had a show, but everybody had, like, different, you were only in the show, like, two or three times a week. Okay. So, it was, like, an internship, very different than what we do today. You, we not, I never did a day turn or anything, um, but they gave you equipment to check out, and you would go out, and they'd give you an assignment, and they'd say, like, you know, this is going on in the community, like, some, some ordinance is being passed, go talk to the fire department about what it means. That's a really good internship. Yeah. It's yeah. a great internship. It's called Home TV. I'm going to shout out to Home TV. Yeah. yeah. They are. Home TV. <laughs> it is an amazing And if you internship. want to sponsor <laughs> you want to sponsor the podcast. <laughs> oh my gosh, that's awesome. So how did you go go from there to get your first job? Um, so got my reel together with that with them and then um, by the time the intern it lined up where my internship and the school that I was doing, the trade school was done like the same week. This is like August of 2014. And so I just applied. I started putting, my reel was up on YouTube and then I was putting applications in everywhere. Didn't hear back from anyone, but got a an email from a news director in South Bend, Indiana that was like, hey, uh, I saw your stuff on YouTube. Do you want a job? Or do you want to talk a job about a job? And so I called him and he's like, yeah, we're looking for somebody. We're a fairly new station. They were only like, this is the ABC channel in South Bend, Indiana. Uh, yeah, and I know someone that worked there too. ABC fifty seven. Yeah, 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 yeah. So by the time I got there, they were only like five years old, and so and they were up against stations that had been there like forever. So they were doing things very in a very new way. They're like, we have all MMJs. We don't have any photographers, and so you're going to be doing a lot of your own work. It's a lot of hard work, but are you willing to do it? That point, like yes. Yeah, yeah. Like, Just say yes yeah. to get your foot in the door. Yeah, exactly. you like that's a, that's a lot of hard work you did to yeah. get what you wanted. Yeah, you know, and to get where you felt Hustler. like. Hustler. Yeah. <laughs> So many, it's like such a theme with everyone we interview. Everyone is such a hustler. Yeah, you have to be. Like, to like, you just get on the grind and do what you can. Yeah, I think it's a good indicator of like what type of reporter you'll be too, because like you're gonna do whatever it takes. And right. You're gonna hustle hard to like find out. Knock yeah. on the door. Yeah. Knock to the oh. bottom. Right. Yeah. And it just being uncomfortable too, being really taken out of your comfort zone. I'm sure it's not fun moving from New York City, where you probably had a really comfortable life and friends and everything, and going back home, which people equate as not, you know, succeeding. Right. Yeah. And yeah. then just starting all over, mm-hmm. so you can do what you want to do. Yeah. It, oh, d- it did wow. feel that way. Yeah. yeah, it definitely did. That's and then, a risk for sure. Yeah. So, but then when I, being that I'd lived in New York, then when I heard that like South Bend, Indiana was offering me the job, I was kind of excited because I'm like, oh, it's not too far from home. It's driving distance from my mom and dad. And my sister was at home at the time. So that was cool. That was only, I think it was like four hours. So that's not bad at all. Yeah, it all worked out because I'm like, okay, one, I'm close to home still. And like, two, it's not going to be like that big of a culture shock because I'm from the Midwest. Like, the Midwest is the Midwest. Right. <laughs> yeah. you know, so. so how do you feel about Louisville now that you've been here for yeah. nine and months? And how did you get the job in Louisville? Yeah. Um, how I My contract was coming up to an end in South Bend, and so I just got, was contacted by Bill, and uh, he's like, hey, do you want to, he's like, I saw your work, uh, would you like to talk over the phone? So we talked for a while, and then he's like, you know, I really like the way this conversation's going, um, and then I think from there it was like, let's set up an interview. That's I awesome. remember when you came too. Yeah. I was like, oh, she could be my friend. <laughs> I think you were like the newest one yeah, there at I the was, time, right? I was like, please come. <laughs> come and get me off yeah, weekends. Yeah, and I'm still here. <laughs> Weekend warriors. We need two more people. Oh, we need two we new need people. Two more new people. <laughs> my life would be so happy if you guys are off weekends. I would love that. We need two more MMJs. Not even two more yeah. new people. We need two, two MMJs. Two MMJs, yes. Anyone? <laughs> 
That's so funny. So yeah, what have, what have been your most memorable moments in Louisville so far, whether it's a story or just the city? I mean, because I think oh a lot of people are surprised at how great the city is. I was, definitely. Like I did, Louisville was never on my map. I Never. didn't even know how to pronounce it. I said Louisville. Me too. Me too. <laughs> Louisville, Kentucky. Yeah. So then when I got here and learned it was Louisville, I'm like, oh, okay. I was saying it wrong my whole life. Um, but I've been so pleasantly surprised. I love it here. I think it's such a fun city. I love living in the Highlands. I like how there's like all these different restaurants, and I think it's a pretty progressive city. Um, yeah. Surprisingly. From like what you hear from living outside of right. the area. Yeah, the stereotype of Kentucky, at least in this part, is not accurate. Yeah, I don't think yeah. at all. Yeah. And we're also so close to Indiana and I don't know if my geography was way off, but I just didn't realize we're we're Louisville is the Midwest. I wouldn't say necessarily the rest of Kentucky is the Midwest. Mm-hmm. But the vibe here I kind of get you feel that. More Midwestern. Yeah. Yeah, being from the Midwest, I feel like it's more southern than Midwest. Yeah. Um and I also think that like Louisville is so cool because a lot of, in my opinion, a lot of cities in the Midwest lack identity and Louisville has such an identity. Like Strong it's, identity, yeah, yeah. Derby and bourbon, um, like horse country. So that's really cool being here. Yeah, to be a part of all that. Yeah, and so going to your question about what's been my most memorable moment, it's kind of cliche, but Derby definitely was. Like after experiencing my first Derby, I'm like, this is such a unique city. It's so fun. I'm so happy that I'm here and experiencing this because you hear about it, but until you actually witness it. I think it was your first Derby. Yeah, it? it was. And it's just so crazy to see just the culture around it. It's crazy. Everything from the hats to the outfits and how people plan it months and months and months in advance and the way our station does oh my it because we're the Derby It's station. like yeah. a year-long process. Yeah. I mean, they're probably going to get ready to start, you know, meetings around Christmas time. I don't know what the plan is, but they're always talking about it or planning or, like, planning stories. It's, it's a huge production. And then the city is, you know, working on traffic and... And yeah. hotels people coming and, yeah. from all over the world. And I just, don't know. Would you guys have gone to it if you never. didn't know? I don't no. think I would. It would probably have been like on my bucket list or something. Like, go, you know, bet on a horse at the Derby. But I, yeah. it's not something I would have like actively sought after. I don't think so either. And I think that goes to the point that I was saying that like you don't know what it is until you go to it and actually experience it. Because now that I've done it, like say I move away, I would, I probably would come back. Like if I had extra money, you know. But, like, yeah, if I had never been to it, I don't think I would have actively gone to it. Yeah. And I think that's the cool part about this job is that we get to see and experience so many things that other people wouldn't ever have the opportunity to or, you know, dream of doing. Mm -hmm. And we get front row seats of, you know, meeting Muhammad Ali's wife and just all sorts of things like that. It's really cool. Yeah. And that's, like, a Louisville thing that people here can do. Yeah. 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 Have you had like a most memorable story here or any that you're really passionate about telling or that get you excited? Because we talk about this all the time about what stories get us excited to like, you know, rock out and (laughs) go do the grind (laughs) of the day. Um, We do so many stories, even though I've only been here nine months, like I, I, you know, every day is a different story. So it's really hard to look back and think like what my favorite was, unless I'm like sitting down and looking at the list that I've. The list you taught me to create. (laughs) Andrina taught me how to 
create this Excel spreadsheet. Speaking of Excel, <laughs> oh, no yeah, wonder you do it in Excel. Like, yeah, yeah. <laughs> so so Andrea said, oh, like I put in the dates, I put in the list of stories, and then I put if there's who I met, like if there's any follows. Yeah. Your organization is out of this world. <laughs> I, there are some so I stole it. Organized. I need to I be stole way the idea. organized. I think I'm definitely the least organized reporter. <laughs> you know, when it comes to like my bag, like <laughs> dropping microphones in the car. Like. You hide it well, totally. I try. Yeah, I you try, guys. Very well put together. I try. Do you have a favorite kind of story? Like, do you like rushing off to breaking news, or we talked about enterprise stories we were talking about earlier, or yeah. features, or? Um, I love doing enterprise stories. I love talking about like different new things that are happening in the community. Um, Technology stories are really fun to me. It's cool to see like a city like Louisville that you don't expect to be so like, you know, like the first to do something. Like I did this story on um, macular degeneration. Do you know what that is? No, what is I that? I didn't either before I did the story. I think you were in the meeting. With eyes? Right? Yeah. It's, okay. Um, people who are older get it and they start to like just lose their eyesight and you can't cure it. Oh, and wow. And so Louisville did one of the eye clinics in Louisville was the first place in the country or no in the area in our region to do one of these they put in this little like tool which is like called a telescope into your eye and it will help your eye it doesn't reverse the effects of macular degeneration but it teaches your eyes how to work differently so like um, as you start to lose your vision it's like working with the vision that you do have so that you'll have Wow. Yeah. That's pretty cool. That is cool. And it was cool to hear that, like, this was the first place that did it in our area. Yeah, and you wouldn't think Louisville yeah, of all exactly. places. Yeah, exactly. That's mm-hmm. cool. I have a memorable moment of you when <laughs> it just shows, like, how good of an attitude you have. I would have been pissed. She was doing a live <laughs> shot, and all of a sudden, a thunderstorm came oh, out of yeah. nowhere. Oh, my God. And Andrina was so... <laughs> Soaked, like I mean, it looks like she jumped in a swimming pool, and then Soaked. you still came back and finished your live shot. I think I probably would have run. I would have been like, just send yeah, it back to the studio. To this, I'm the not anchors. doing it. I should. Yeah, I think I should have because it looked really foolish <laughs> that like I was soaked and I like you couldn't even see me. Like the rain was coming down so hard that it was hitting the camera. But I was just like reporting live. It was awesome. You can't see me. I really think that you became famous that week because when I put up, I put up some story about it and uh, or like shared the link because I think they put it on our Facebook page and yeah. everyone was commenting like, oh, go Andrea, like random viewers. Yeah, commitment. oh, I got some guy. That, that's really nice about this job. After that happened, some guy emailed me like, I saw what happened to you in the rain. I just want to tell you, like, you went through that like a champion or whatever. <laughs> that's so like, sweet. Yeah, that really The viewers helps. are so nice in Louisville, too. Mm-hmm. Yeah, they are. Yeah, it's an interesting group here. They can be they can be a little crazy sometimes, but I think yes. every market has those viewers. <laughs> For the most part. Okay, I want to talk about um, how amazing you are at speaking Spanish and how I want to steal every yes. single skill. Every single language skill yeah. you have. Oh, that's really nice of you to say because I don't think I think my Spanish could be stronger if I like lived abroad and spent more time um, no, living in a, in a country where you speak Spanish all the time. Do you feel like it's an asset to your reporting? Yeah, it definitely helps. Um, like, so that's uh, that's another story, story kind of stories I like to do. I love talking to the Spanish speaking community and telling their stories. Um, so it really does help because I can tell their stories in English to the rest of the population. Um, so yeah, it, it definitely helps. Did you learn English or Spanish first? I learned them at the same time. 
Um, so in your but, household, so you said your mom is from El Salvador? Yeah, and my dad is from Michigan. And so like growing up, like from probably when I was born to five years old, it was a lot of just like a lot of Spanish. And then when I was with my mom and my mom's side of the family, it was all Spanish. And then my dad, he doesn't speak Spanish very much. So it'd be English. But then once I went to kindergarten, it was it became a lot more English just because I was going to school. Right. And as I got like, as I started to get older too, like, you know, as a nine-year-old kid, I'm like, I want to speak English because that's what all my friends are speaking. Yeah. So, like, I have law. I, there's, there's there's sometimes I, like, stumble on words or I don't know how to say certain things just because, like, I don't use it as much as I, if I if I lived in, like, Mexico or another country that speaks Spanish all the time. That's awesome. Would you ever considering, like, traveling abroad to one of those places to report there? Yes, I want to. That's, like, I've been thinking about my life plan. Really? And, yeah, and I that's really so want cool. to do international reporting. I would love to do that. I'd love to like work for some bureau, like like NPR, NPR is like Latin American correspondent or something. That'd be so cool. That would be amazing. That's yeah. really cool. Yeah. Wow. I would love to do that. Well, so putting your business out there a little bit, your boyfriend Emmanuel speaks Spanish too. So do you guys speak Spanish at home together? We speak Spanish sometimes when we're talking about people. <laughs> I, I love that. Um, I no. wish I could do that. <laughs> I know. I know. Um, yeah, we speak Spanish, but it's more English between the two of us. Yeah. Like, he grew up in the United States as well, so I think, yeah. like, interacting with friends is more, and, like, that's, you know, we were friends first, so it's just, like, we speak English more than we speak Spanish together. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. For someone wanting to learn, what's, like, the best tip? Because I've been asking Natalia, Natalia Martinez, one of our other reporters who also speaks Spanish. And she was like recommending some CDs to like listen to in the car to learn. Like, what would you tell someone who's trying to learn the Spanish language? I think like an affordable way to learn Spanish and not like invest in Rosetta Stone. Even though I heard those those uh, Rosetta Stone really does help. Um, if you just like like what you were doing with Despacito, if you just like get the lyrics <laughs> and slow it down, and if you yes. read them while you sing it, like that'll really help. Like. Really? Yeah. So singing? Mm -hmm. Yeah. Okay. I should send you some songs that are like have more vocabulary than Despacito because Despacito I think, doesn't say very Do much. Do you know what it means? But now that we're on the topic? Yeah. Despacito is like slowly. So it's like talking about like making love slowly. Oh. I know. That's why he was freaking out about the kids singing Despacito. <laughs> <laughs> that makes so much sense. Yeah. He was like, this is not appropriate. <laughs> yeah. It says some other things too. Like, <laughs> whoa. Wow. I know. We'd never know. But who knew? Who knew? Exactly. That's Do what you have a favorite like Spanish-speaking artist or someone from Latin America that you really? Oh, I love music. Is like food for me too, where I like like so many different. Yeah. Um, Do you think there's one that we like everyone should really get on the bandwagon with and just like give a listen to? Oh, um, right now I'm listening to this uh, Natalia Laforcade. I think she's like French and Mexican. And oh, well, and your dad is my French, dad right? Is French, yeah. Okay, <laughs> a lot of similarities yeah. there. Yeah, um, she's like indie kind of poppy, rockish, okay, uh, Spanish music. And so that's probably something like there are more words in the lyrics, so that like you, you could listen along to it and then like read it. Okay, I'm gonna while try. You sing. Yeah, I was so I really slowed it down that I couldn't believe how many versions and how many peop other people were trying to do the same thing because it was very easy to find on YouTube. Very oh easy. Oh my gosh. Yeah, and then like a song like Despacito, like the genre is more like reggaeton-esque, so it's like rap Spanish. So it's kind of like similar to like if you were trying to learn English listening to like 
you know, bad and bougie or something. Like, okay. you're not going to get, like, many words out of that that you could use every day. Raindrop. Drop top. Yeah. <laughs> That's, That's so, so funny. funny. Well, I've heard the, the reverse because I know I have met a couple people that said, you know, I wanted to become a reporter because I spoke Spanish at home and I watched the news and listened to music. Wow. And that's how I learned English, just using, oh. you know, television and music and yeah. just learning off of that, mm-hmm. which is pretty common, I think. Yeah. Yeah. Would you ever do like a Spanish news in America, like Univision or something like that? I honestly don't think my Spanish is strong enough to do it's like Spanish news in the United States right now. Like I interviewed with, uh, I got an interview with Tampa before. Oh wow! And uh, it was with the Univision station, and they were like, you know, most of the time we're hiring somebody who is who grew up in Latin America. Like their Spanish is stronger. So. Wow! Mm-hmm. Isn't that interesting? I didn't that know that. That is. Yeah. Now, did you do your interview in Spanish, the whole thing? Like when you walk through the door, it's just immediately Spanish? We were talking on the phone in Spanish, yeah. Wow. But like I said, like sometimes I'll like forget a word, so mm-hmm. I'd like would trip up or stumble or whatever. So. Isn't that interesting? That's crazy. That is so your first name um, is from where? Uh, so what I was told of my name, Andreina, uh, my grandma heard it in like a soap opera from Venezuela. Oh my and gosh. So, yeah, I think my mom was like thinking of naming me Sarah. <laughs> <laughs> no, you're definitely, you're an Andrina. <laughs> and then my, my grandma was like, no, I heard this name on a soap opera. And my dad's like, I love that name. That, that's going to be the name. So. And then your last name is French. Yes. So Very cool. Yeah, but my dad's family has been in the United States since like the early 1900s. Okay. So originally Saint-Livre was how it's pronounced. Oh, Saint-Livre? Mm-hmm. But over oh. years of assimilation, it's become Saint-Livre. Okay. So that's just how I say it. Interesting. Yeah. I know. I'm finding this fascinating. We could ask you a million more I know. Questions, I really do, want to know. I'm checking the time here. Yeah, I know. We we really could talk all day. If you mm-hmm. haven't noticed by now, we're all friends, so we do this yeah. anyways. And now today we have microphones in front of us. That's basically the only difference. You're just kind of a fly on the wall for like a typical conversation, really. <laughs> and if you're listening, weird. Like it doesn't. I forget that I had the microphone in my hand. Yeah, because it's Cause just it's just so natural. Yeah. Like we're just talking about me. Yeah. That's why we like. That's why we like the podcast. And people who give us feedback on it are like, oh my gosh, I had no idea, and they'd love to hear like the backstory. But oh, cool. Yes, but. Anyway, so tell us what is next for you. You mentioned maybe going to, you know, abroad and reporting. What would be, like, the next ideal step or, like, 10 years down the line, dream job, next dream job, what do you think? Um, Oh, my God. I would love to work for, like, Vice News. I love, like, long-form stories. I I like how they get to travel a lot and go to different places and just, like, they have, like, 10 minutes to tell a story. Um, Unfortunately, the way our positions are we like of a minute 30 yeah it's not a lot of time tops on a yeah. good day. sometimes <laughs> yeah 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 but at night i will say i try to slip in a little longer sometimes i'll just say hey guys by the way the story is 20 seconds longer than <laughs> <laughs> just that's kidding awesome. not that long but i agree that's one thing i think a lot of people don't realize about our jobs is that there's our, our interviews are sometimes amazing and yeah. we can only pick 12 seconds yeah you know out of the whole thing that we can use. Yeah, I totally agree. And it's I, crazy that so much work and so much of the day goes into a minute and 15 seconds or a minute and oh, 30 seconds. Right. Mm-hmm. And so much preparation. So yeah. much like preparation crazy. and the stress sometimes of the day. Sometimes it's a really smooth day. I'll be yeah. honest. Yesterday I had a, oh, there were some ups and downs. But I mean, it was a story about West Nile. 
the West Nile virus. Oh, you did that yesterday? Yeah, it really freaked me out. Yeah. <laughs> Save yourself the itching when you're editing because that's how I felt. Is <laughs> it, it bit by like a recognizable mosquito that you know has West Nile? No. It, how okay, do you know? so basically, in a nutshell, guys, everyone is at risk, is what the health department <laughs> left me with. So that's why I've got on long leggings right now. <laughs> dawn, follow the three Ds. Don't be out during dawn and dusk and use DEET. That is, oh. I know, the bug repellent. I probably, it's basically dusk right now. It's approaching yeah, dusk. Yeah, it's approaching dusk, so I we probably need it. I and I have no DEET, so. <laughs> oh my God, failing the three Ds are Failing. <laughs> failing. Yes, anyway. Can, yeah. Well, back any, to you. Yeah, back to, <laughs> so back to something better to talk about. Yeah. Um, but any other future plans? Any other ideas you think? Um, so yeah, Vice is on the radar, so if you're listening, Hiring from here. <laughs> well, actually, I have a little bit. Or if you need to, or if you want to, are looking for a, a sponsor. Podcast yeah. sponsor. Podcast sponsor. We're so here. thirsty for sponsors right now. <laughs> the thirst is so real right now. Um, but yeah, living abroad is definitely like I have to do that. Um, yeah. And I want to go to Latin America, and I want to. Report. I have to figure out how to do it. Yeah. But I want to do You'll it. You'll do it. I yeah. mean, I think if that's the common theme of this entire podcast. It's been that Andrina will do it. Oh, yes. Make it happen. I hope. I hope. So true. <laughs> and then one question we always ask people is, do you have like a, motiv- mo- a motivational message or something like a quote you live your life by that you want to share with people that has helped you get through a couple of days and might help someone else? Um, like anything you really go back to? I think oh, this is going to sound like. Yeah, this goes along like with what you were just saying. I think I always think about like my dad saying like make a plan and do it. Like you can do anything that you just if, as long as you make a plan, like you'll be able to to accomplish whatever you want to do. So yeah, make a plan and do it. <laughs> I love that. Yeah, I'm gonna do that tonight. I'm gonna write down something. <laughs> we just have so many plans. It. We do have a lot of plans. I know that's Maybe the we problem. Write them down. <laughs> yeah, it's like just trying to focus on like what is actually attainable. You know, like yeah, what, a timeline. Yeah, mm-hmm. and setting deadlines. Deadlines are important. Well, Casey is great at that. She has like by this date, I'm gonna have this many followers on. Twitter. Just, yeah, but I have one Instagram. weekend. I have exactly like seven days to get 500 more followers on my Facebook page, though. Something tells me you will probably make that happen, though. I thought, but then I lost like 10 followers. I don't know what I did to like annoy people. <laughs> okay, someone unfollowed me yesterday, too, and I felt slightly offended. I was I like, know, oh. I hate that I get offended by it. I hate myself for like taking it personally. Yeah, for like. It's nothing personal. You're yeah. great. Don't even worry it about it. It takes a lot of effort to go find the page and unlike. Okay, I'm done. That's my soapbox. I'm off. I'm off. Anyway, well, tell so us. Thinking, yeah. thinking of following and followers where can everyone follow you at andrena wave three is the uh is my twitter handle so a-n-d-r-e-i-n-a wave three and then um my full name on uh, facebook perfect yeah great casey i'm just at casey news or facebook you know dot com slash casey news casey news on instagram casey news on twitter and that's pretty much it. I think I made it in eighth grade or something. <laughs> oh, yeah. I forgot about Instagram. I usually, like, don't know. Like, yeah, I, I don't Instagram know. Instagram is we don't new. know. Yeah, yeah, we don't know. We're not sure. We think it's. We think we need to start posting on Instagram yeah. more about, like, the, the day-to-day. Yeah. I mean, yeah, I never post anything inappropriate, but I always just think, like, oh, Instagram's, like, my private space where, right. like, it's, like, me. Yes. Know, like, behind the scenes. Yeah. Yeah. Mm-hmm. But maybe I should open that up. Open everyone. it up. Put yeah. it all yeah. out there. Yeah, I just recently <laughs> did. Yeah. Okay, so wait, it's at Ina Scent? Yeah, Ina okay. underscore Scent. And yeah. is that your nickname? It's something that, like, some people have called me, but 
I go by Andreina. Andreina. Mostly Andreina. Who calls you Ina? I have some friends at home that'll call me that. Oh, I love yeah. that. Okay, cool. And where can people follow you, Jobina? Okay, I'm at Jobina Fordson on Twitter and Instagram and at Jobina Fordson Wave 3 News. Super long on Facebook. <laughs> but I changed it. Shout out to our digital manager. <laughs> But everyone, thank you so yeah, much for joining us. This for... is so fun. Thanks yeah, for thank coming you. on. Yeah, thank you for taking me and taking the time to talk with me. This is so fun. I'm of glad course. I got to be a part of it. And if you're listening now, don't forget to subscribe, download, find us on iTunes, hit us up on SoundCloud, and keep listening. Thanks Ooh, so much. For uh, listening to Beyond, Beyond TV. TV.